Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Last night, I was looking on Apple Podcasts at the top Christian podcasts and then at the top devotional podcasts. And you know what I found? You know what the top podcasts are? It's Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes, and then a bunch of other stuff that is not helpful to anybody. Stuff that makes them feel good, but doesn't help them to know Jesus more. And that's sad. So, to you that are listening to this, will you please help me by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a rating and a review? Every one of those helps me to have a better or to become more visible and more people to listen to my podcast to be able to find it and stuff. Also, will you share the link for my podcast today on your Facebook or Instagram or social media or tell a friend about my podcast so that that way we can get my podcast out to more people. Thank you. Let's begin today by calling upon the Lord from the 120th Psalm. I called upon the Lord in my distress. He answered me and listened to my plea. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from lying lips that speak deceitfully. To you, deceitful tongue, what shall be given? To you, deceitful tongue, what shall be done? A warrior's sharpened arrows you'll receive, with coal still glowing, burning from the vine. O oh, woe to me that I in Mesekdel dwell, that I must sojourn there in Keter's tents. Too long I've lived with those who peace abhor. I speak for peace, but then for war they stand. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but this is the word of our Lord, and it stands forever. Westminster Larger Catechism, Question 9. How many persons are there in the Godhead? There are three persons in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one true, eternal God, the same in substance, equal in power and glory, although distinguished by their personal properties. Scripture Proof, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hi, thanks for joining me today. Today we are doing a final look at Philippians 1 and 2, which says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So over the last three episodes, I've talked to you about 
being a servant of Christ, being a saint in Christ, and being a member of a local church with biblical church leadership. And the reason for that is that Paul is writing this letter, he's starting this letter, which is probably the most joyful letter in the New Testament. He's starting it off by building a foundation for joy. And he's saying that the foundation for joy is to be a slave of Christ and a saint in Christ in the fellowship of the local church by God's grace. So in a gentle way, what he actually seems to be saying is, is what I write, I write to all who are in Christ. What I pray, I pray for you all. What I think and feel, I think and feel towards everyone. Because you all share in God's grace with me, you must all progress in God's joy together. So the first thing that I talked to you about was on Tuesday, and we were talking about being a servant of Christ. And I asked you, if you're truly a servant of Christ, are you willing to be like Paul and imitate Christ by, being hum- by humbly submitting to his call on your life? What might God call you to give up? Because all of the things in this world are all trash compared to the riches found in humbly serving our Savior as he's served us. And then on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, I was talking about being a saint in Christ. And I told you that our righteousness is perfect because it's Christ's righteousness imputed to us. And because of that, we ought to now strive to make that righteousness our own, like Paul says, because Christ has made us his own. So let me ask you, all of you saints, are you truly striving to become what you are? Do you desire and fight to live righteously as the saints God has made you to be by the blood of Jesus? And then yesterday, we were talking about being, um, being in a church with biblical overseers and deacons. And I said, I reminded you that the Bible says that our church leaders have watch over our souls and will be judged by God based on how they shepherd the flock that God has entrusted to them. The weight of that responsibility is very heavy on a pastor. For our leaders to shoulder that while simultaneously walking with us through all manner of sin, suffering, and other trials must be a lot to bear. And the point of that is, you won't know God's joy unless you're a part of a local fellowship under the oversight of godly men like that who shepherd and serve the flock of Christ. And then the final piece is that uh, is actually in verse two, and it says that we need to be receiving and resting in God's grace through Christ. And the foundation for joy is to be the recipient of God's grace and peace in Christ. So if you're lacking God's joy, I would encourage you to examine your foundation. Are you a slave of Christ? Are you in total submission to him, seeking at all times to please him by doing his will? 
If you're living for yourself, you're going to lack God's joy. Do you see yourself as a saint in Christ Jesus, set apart from this evil world unto Christ, living in union with him? Because if you try to blend in with the world and look like the world, you'll lack God's joy. Are you linked in fellowship with the church of Jesus Christ, serving together in the great cause of Christ underneath biblical leadership? Because if you're isolated from the church and you aren't being shepherded by a person who's been called to be your leader, you will lack God's joy. Have you received and do you live daily in the grace of Christ Jesus? Does the thought of God's unmerited favor shown to you cause you at all times to well up with gratitude and love towards God? Because of his grace, does his peace flood into your soul even in the midst of trials? If so, you're laying a solid foundation for lasting joy in the Lord. Now, like Paul says in Romans 15:13, now may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, let's pray from the Valley of Vision belonging to Jesus. O Heavenly Father, teach me to see that if Christ has pacified you, and satisfied divine justice, he can also deliver me from my sins. That Christ does not desire me, now justified, to live in my own self-confidence or in my own strength, but he gives me the law of the spirit of life to enable me to obey you, that the spirit and his power are mine by resting on Christ's death, burial, and resurrection that the spirit of life within me answers to the law without, that if I sin, not I should thank you for it, that if I sin, I should be humbled daily under it, that I should mourn for sin more than other men do. For when I see I shall die because of sin, that makes me mourn. When I see how sin strikes at you, that makes me mourn. When I see that sin caused Christ's death, that makes me mourn. The sanctification is evidence of reconciliation, proving that faith has truly apprehended Christ. You have taught me that faith is nothing else than receiving your kindness, that it is an adherence to Christ, resting on him, love clinging to him as a branch to the tree, to seek life and vigor from him. I thank you for showing me the vast difference between knowings or knowing things by reason and knowing them by the spirit of faith. By reason I see a thing is so, by faith I know it as it is. I have seen you by reason and have not been amazed. I have seen you as you are in your son and have been ravished to behold you. I bless you that I am yours in my Savior, Jesus. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I hope that you enjoyed this week of Creeds and Deeds, and I hope to see you back next week for another week. Enjoy your weekend and your Sabbath day. And like it says in chapter 21 of the Westminster Confession, This Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord, when men, after due preparation of their hearts, and ordering of their common affairs beforehand do not only observe a holy rest all the day from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employments and recreations, but also are taken up the whole time in public and private exercises of worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. So, have a good weekend, and remember to... Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and we will see you on Monday. And finally, remember, I'm not ordained and I'm not a pastor. So if you're a Christian listening to my podcast, you need to be in church on Sunday.